Panther fans who want to keep pounding. The ones who want an inside look at the vault. This is this 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 is views from Street. Now here's your host Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. All right, let's get to another thing I wanted to talk about, and this is this is more on the field, so we can talk some actual football. Right before the season started, you and I, Lonzo, were both very, very excited because we thought, you know what? Even if it's Baker, even if it's Sam, the good news is we seem to have a wide receiver core this year that could threaten to be one of the best in the league. DJ, Robbie, Tarrant, Shy, added a couple more guys leading up to the uh, the beginning of the season, the kid from Jacksonville, et cetera. It looked you like throw the, throw the tight ends in there too. Sure, and Thomas throw, throw 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 the tight ends in there. It looked like, and certainly with McCaffrey out of the backfield, it looked like we were going to have a really really good lineup of wide receivers. And I was pretty pumped about that, to be honest with you. I I, I thought that this was I thought that this was something we could lean on. Uh, it has not been. It's just not been. Uh, you know, we've had some moments out of DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. We've had a couple of big plays. Terrence Marshall Jr. has played six snaps. Shai Smith, a guy that you and I were both very high on coming in to start the year, has had, what, three or four drops on the year of catchable footballs, not like middle of double car. I mean, catchable footballs that have just been dropped. Uh, Chanel Jr. has been inactive for two games and did not play in the other one, uh, we just have not been. And, and and I'm asking this question because the question is, is this on the receivers or is this more ammunition into the gun of Baker Mayfield's just not that good because the, 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 the truth lies somewhere in the middle there, right? It's either or, or it's the offensive line is so bad that it wouldn't matter if we had a Pro Bowl quarterback and wide receiver. The truth is somewhere in the middle of the offensive line is so bad that the offensive passing game can't get going that the wide receivers are really good and Baker Mayfield's bad or the Baker Mayfield is being held back by his wide receivers because I can't come up with a fourth option. See, I would pull back from all that and just look at the two games and realize the Panthers are one play away in both games from winning the game. Just one play away. Well, you get down there and you get in the end zone instead of uh, kicking a field goal, you're probably going to win that game. Both games. Both games. And both games they lost by long field goals. Those are not – it was like 56 and 58, I think, if I recall correctly. Those are not average field goals. So they're giving up. uh, It's not as bad as it seems. 0-2 stinks. Don't get me wrong there. It absolutely does. I don't think there's one thing you can look at and go, okay – there's the problem. We need to fix it. Sure, I can. 14 of 29, 145 yards and a touchdown. So you're going to. That's what I'm going to say. You're going to blame it on Baker, even though. No, no, no. Even though receivers dropped the ball. No, I literally asked the question Is this Baker? Is this the receivers? Is the offensive line? Because no, less than 50%, less than 150 yards in one touchdown against a middle of the pack passing defense is not good enough. Now, I'm not saying it is Baker's fault. It is the wide receiver's fault. It is the offensive line's fault. I'm saying it is somebody's fault or some combination of all three. But yes, in a game 
that one touchdown would have made the difference. Heck, one more field goal would have made the difference potentially. Yes, I can say definitively that 14 of 29 for 145 and a touch and a 75 passer rating is not good enough. But I think it comes down to how do you fix it, and they just need to play better. I know it's, I know it's, yeah, duh. Obviously, they need to play better. I get that they do need to play better, but they just need to get a little bit more crisp. You can look at uh, is part of it the fact that the receivers and the quarterback do not have the chemistry that they need to have yet because the coaching staff decided to split reps during training camp. I mean, you can use that as an excuse, but the receivers. Here's the thing, like Shy Smith. You made it to the NFL. Why? Because you're good enough to make it to the NFL. That means you actually caught the ball sometime. You caught it when you played for the South Carolina Gamecocks. You were good enough there on bad teams to excel to the point that you made it to the NFL. These guys can catch the ball and they're not catching it. And sometimes it might be a matter of touch as far as is Baker throwing the ball too hard or is he – throwing it into coverage where they can't catch the ball. But mostly the drops that have happened have been wide open field drops. I agree. You know, the same thing happened last year with the Kansas City Chiefs and with some other teams where the quarterback got all the blame even though the receivers were dropping the ball. Just just catch the ball. They catch the ball on those – when they're right in your hands, we're we're probably talking about the Panthers being 2-0 and not 0-2. I mean, again – and, and I guess that's why I asked the question, is is this all dropsies? And on top of that, could the ball be thrown better if Baker wasn't having to run for his life as much? Could the ball just be thrown better by Baker in general? The truth is somewhere in the middle of that, right? Like if I draw three dots and one is the offensive line's bad, one's the wide receivers are playing poorly, and one's the quarterback's playing poorly – The truth is somewhere in that scale, and I'm just not exactly sure where to put it. Now, now listen, if you go series by series, there are some series in both these games, especially this last game, where you go, man, if they could do that every time they're out on the field. So they can be crisp. Everything can work well, and when it works well, it looks really good. They just cannot find a way to be consistent with it. I agree. So, you know, what is – what is the fix here? If the truth is somewhere in between those three things, and listen, uh, you know, I mentioned it. I went and I looked up the Carolina Panthers uh, pro football focus grades for week two, and, and I'm not, I'm not huge on the grades. I'm not huge on the numbers. They're not like the end all be all for me. But the offensive line actually made higher marks. We, we've we've mentioned, obviously, a couple of times the concerns that we have at the left tackle spot with Iki Aquanu. There are growing pains. We knew that there are going to be growing pains. I said in every pod leading up to week one, Iki is going to have growing pains at the left tackle spot that are going to have to be fixed. They were prevalent. I wouldn't argue that they were the biggest problem in week number two. But there were a couple of big spots where Icky overset, moved out of his spot, the spacing was bad, got beat to the inside, and Baker either had to run for his life, throw it away, or eat the sack. And that's a major problem. Uh, But you also mentioned it. You're exactly right. 
there were a number of drops by receivers. Those have got to go away, especially in tough spots, because as long as you don't have Shy or Marshall or the rest of these guys stepping up to make themselves a threat, you create a situation in which DJ and Robbie are facing the best defenses throw, and they they can't do it by themselves. Here is one more thing that I think would open up that game a little bit. I am fine with the number of touches that Christian McCaffrey got in this game. No way. Needs 10 more. At least he 10 had, more. He had 15 carries. He had five targets. That is 20 touches scheduled for Christian McCaffrey. Why, why not five more carries and five more targets? We've had this discussion over and over because I don't want him busting his knee out. Right. If we have any chance, any chance of a wild card spot, I don't want his knee shattered again. Because if McCaffrey goes down, the season's over. He's a football player. Football players play. Put him on the field. Let him play. I get it, and I wholeheartedly disagree. Because as you met, you said last week, I said no zero and two team has made the fourteen team expanded playoff, and your response was, "It's a small sample size, right? It's only been this way for a few years. It's a small sample size." And I agree. And at some point, we are going to have an zero and two team that makes the playoffs. And what the hey? Maybe it's us this year, right? Maybe it's us. Maybe we find a way to go two and one through the next three at home. And what do you know? You put us on an inside track because you beat the Saints. They lost to Tampa. You, you, now you got an equal record with New Orleans in the NFC. So who knows? Who knows? If we do, and you want any chance of getting there, McCaffrey's got to play a whole season, which he has not done in three years. Got to have him. I can't overload him. Yeah, but but if you go through the entire season and you only win like five or six games and you didn't play him hardly in at all, what good did it do? Is he five games worth of difference good? Yes. Yes, he is. The risk you take. And, and, and you know, one thing that all of us have to learn the lesson about in life is that sometimes you've got to make a decision and regardless of the outcome of that decision, you will never get to know if the other other decision was better, right? Like in a video game, you 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 come to a major plot point and you make a decision and they go, do you want to help this side or this side? And you make a choice and you get over there and then you realize, oops, I picked the bad guys and now I'm on the bad guy team. You can go back to the last save point and join the other team and see what it would have been like if you made the right call. It ain't like that in real life, right? If you run McCaffrey instead of 20 times, 30 times at a game and he pops his knee... You can't go back and undo that. But the flip side is true as well, and I acknowledge that. That if I only run him 15 to 20 times a game and we win six games and miss the playoffs by two, do I know that two or three of those games that I only ran him that many times would have turned into wins if he did? There's no way to know that. So all I can do is make the best possible decision, and I think keeping it healthy is that. But here's what I wanted to talk about with 22 we got to be more creative with him, right? We've got to be more creative with him. Uh, handoffs, straight up handoffs, off guard, off tackle to McCaffrey. You're fine. you got to throw a few in there to keep defenses honest. Yeah, during this game, they two in a row, and he got a first down. So, right. I, I mean, he is capable of doing that. I get what you're saying. You don't want to do that every down. Well, it's not just you don't want to. Right, you don't want to do that every down for a number of reasons. Number one, again, I don't want to run him right into the teeth of a defense over and 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 over again. The second aspect of it is if you are running stuff with McCaffrey that is not just, hey, turn around and hand it off to 22. If you got him coming out of the backfield, running sweeps, lining up at the slot, coming off edge, whatever, 
you create a situation where the defense has to play to Christian McCaffrey. They have to play honest to run CMC. And if they play honest to run CMC, it is going to open up the floor for the rest of the guys on offense. All of the sudden, the linebacker that is lined up spying on 22 who gets dragged out of the formation when he goes out on a wheel route or a dump route, all of a sudden, that seam route opens up for an Ann Thomas over the middle. Or when you send 22 out to the slot back, and you're going to run him up the hash mark, now all of the sudden, that cover corner or that over-the-top safety, that would be shaded over towards DJ to stop him from hauling in one of those big plays. Now all of a sudden, he's got to play the middle of the field, honestly, because 22 is coming out there, right? And if he gets the ball in space, ain't nobody touching him. It's not that the play calling from Ben McAdoo is bad. I think he calls a fine game. It's that it's not creative in the least. There's there's no imagination to it. There's no ingenuity to it. And I think when there's no imagination and no ingenuity to it, especially when you've got McCaffrey back there, you create a situation in which defenses like Cleveland and New York can basically just line up and play smash mouth football. And right now today, we're not a team that can win a smash mouth football game. We have got to be more creative with the weapons we have or we're going to keep getting the same results, which is what we got the last two Sundays.